Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of At The Half with your girl, Jackie Ray. We are in week what? What is this? Week four of quarantine. I'm over it. <laughs> I, I, I No disrespect to anybody who's been affected by this or lost their lives, but I shall never again in my life underestimate the importance of happy hour with friends just to vent, get some stuff off your chest. It is clearly my best form of therapy because I feel like right now I need real therapy. Um, so shout out to that. We are definitely doing our best. Uh, we are doing like happy hours online. It's not the same guys, but nevertheless, I hope you guys are, are all staying safe. Make sure you wear your mask when you go out. If you need gloves, I'm just going to give you an insider tip here because I did have a moment. I had to get out and you guys know I change my hair like every other week. I haven't changed my hair in four weeks. This is the longest I've rocked my natural. I love my natural, but it's not who I am as a person. I change my hair a lot. Um, so I just had to venture out just to see if the beauty supply store was open, which kind of failed me because I didn't have a hairstyle planned out. But they have gloves, you guys, because, you know, when people color or put chemicals on their hair, they need gloves. So if you need gloves, find you a beauty supply store that is opened. They got you covered. OK, insider tip from your girl, Jackie Ray. All right. Don't forget to follow me on all things social media at J Ray the Fanatic. Make sure you check me out on the Fumble. I'll be on the Opposite Reaction podcast later this week with Nick Hamilton. So I got a lot going on. So make sure you follow me everywhere at J Ray the Fanatic. But today we're going to be talking about a lot. We're going to be talking about Jameis Winston still doesn't have a job. Apparently, I'm one of the few people that think that is blasphemous. I think he should definitely have a job. I have an unpopular opinion that I'm going to share with you guys. You just got to stay tuned to see what that is. And my people, black people, we are being hit the hardest by this COVID-19. We're going to talk about some people who are trying to raise awareness about that. But first, let's get into this Jameis Winston situation. Okay, so you guys know that I've made it a point to say that he deserves a starting job. He had the most passing yards and the most completions last season. 33 touchdown passes. Um, and he had the most, I think he had the most first down passes as well. So it's the 30 interceptions that are freaking people out. But we have to put that in context, right? Because he was also sacked 47 times. That's the second highest number of sacks in the league. Um, he was also hit 54 times and under pressure 60 times. So I think that we have to put those interceptions into context. A lot of those interceptions were his fault, but again, a lot of those came under pressure. He was hit. He was under pressure 60 times. So there's a lot. Um, I think if you address these areas with Jameis Winston, then you have a different quarterback. You have maybe 33 touchdowns and only 15 interceptions or maybe even bring it down to 10 interceptions are going to happen that's just a fact of the matter he's never going to be completely safe in the pocket um and he still has a little bit of a learning curve so I am disappointed to find out that Jameis is now at the point where he's considering a backup position he would welcome a backup position with a team without a strong starter um so then that way he could earn the you know starting spot one of the places that might be good for him, obviously, is my Saints, but we'll get into that in a second because I still would love maybe a Cam Newton in that situation. But so, again, I think if he gets a good coaching staff, if he finds some place he's comfortable, I think he will. I think it will be okay. So let's look at some teams that need a quarterback. The Cincinnati Bengals have decided that they're going to hang on to Andy Dalton. They're most likely going to get Joe Burrow in the 
in the draft who I personally hope fails miserably. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I still ain't forgot them racist tweets. Um, once a racist, always a racist in my book. And I hope that karma comes and gets him. But if karma actually worked, we probably wouldn't be getting shot while we're unarmed and definitely 45 would not be in the office. So clearly the racist karma bug is not She's on hiatus, but I just don't think he'll succeed. Andy Dalton, I feel like they should let go of. I think, um, you know, his time is past. I think he should be content to be a backup. But what they probably will do is make Joe Burrow the starter, make Andy Dalton the backup. If they kick Andy Dalton out, I'm not sure how I would feel about Jameis Winston playing there. I, I ultimately, like I said, would want Joe to fail miserably and then Jameis win that spot. But... Because sometimes, whether y'all like to admit it or not, and we've seen it countless times, college talent does not translate to NFL success. So I think it's a possibility that Jameis could ultimately win that spot. But again, right now, I'm trying to get him to a spot where he will definitely win. So I don't know if I would like the Cincinnati Bengals situation. Um, the New England Patriots have gone on record to say they are not interested in Andy Dalton or Cam Newton. And I, the fact that they've said they're absolutely not interested in Cam Newton is troublesome to me because I think Cam Newton would be a great fit in that system. Um, you're clearly not opposed to working with quarterbacks late in their career. I don't think, obviously, Cam Newton's not as late in his career as Tom Brady was. But if you are just completely against Cam Newton, unless it's a black thing, which it's New England, y'all, it's possible. Um, I don't think Jameis Winston would be a bad fit. I think Jameis in that situation, again, Belichick has this amazing talent of making people, and, and I'm going to attribute some of that to Tom Brady as well, because Tom Brady has definitely, especially in the way of receivers, made receivers that aren't necessarily as fantastic as their numbers say, look really good. So, but let's put Jameis in there. Let's put, and, and the reason why, there's a couple of reasons why I want Jameis in there. Number one, I love Jameis. I want him to have a starting position. Number two, Belichick, in my opinion, definitely wants to prove that he can win without Tom Brady, right? So if he wants to win without Tom Brady, what better way to take this quarterback in? Because technically, let's not forget, that's what happened with Tom Brady. Nobody was checking for Tom Brady. His college coach had to call in a favor because nobody was checking for him. So Obviously, you taking a chance on a quarterback is not without it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. Let's put Jameis in there. Let's get those 30 interceptions down to, like I said, about 15. Keep those 33 touchdown passes. Let's keep those first down passes in check. And let's move the chains and let's see if we can get to the playoffs with Jameis Winston because doing so proves that this whole dynasty that the New England Patriots have had with Tom Brady is due entirely to Bill Belichick and company. So I say, let's do that. I'm a big fan of that. I'm also, um, I know the Chargers need a quarterback. They have named Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. I think we all know that that is not going to work long-term. It might work in the short term. It might work in the preseason. And keep in mind, we're talking about all of this, not even knowing how this COVID-19 situation is going to impact the NFL, but you still have to act as if you have to act as if it's coming. So I'm going to put Cam Newton and Tyrod in Los Angeles. So I'm not going to even consider um, Jameis here in LA. 
the best fit for him, in my opinion, is the fit that I have been saying since day one. Nick Hamilton on the opposite reaction said it is not even remotely possible. Um, he says that they're less likely to have a black quarterback than the Patriots are. Let that sink in for a second. But I am talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Big Ben is no longer big and solid. He's kind of big and tilted now. He's injury prone. I think um, under Mike Tomlin, you have a black head coach, a black quarterback. Mike Tomlin, in my opinion, has lost control of his locker room a little bit. Um, but I think the problem... The bad apples are gone, you know. So I think that if you get this young guy in here who just really wants a chance, it could be a twofold situation. You can mentor him, get him a dope system around him. He can help you regain that, that he can be your Bobby Boucher and you can be his coach client. He can help you get your manhood back <laughs> in your locker room. I actually really like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jameis Winston idea. I think it would just be a great fit. The only problem is I really would. I'm not mad at his mindset for wanting to be a backup because I do think that he could learn some things from a seasoned vet. And I think Ben Roethlisberger and his ability to hang out in the pocket, he's just a big, solid guy though. And he's hard to bring down. Um, so that's not something you can necessarily teach somebody. It's something that just is. But nevertheless, if Big Ben could be a mentor, and then that's the thing that I don't know. I don't know if I know that about Ben Roethlisberger, that he would actually legit mentor a younger quarterback that is coming for his spot. But ultimately, that's the best place that I see him. Um, at some point, the Raiders are going to have to really think about a new quarterback situation, so maybe there. But again... Um, backing up Derek Carr doesn't benefit you, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know how that would work. But we still don't have a place for Jameis right now. These are the places. That, Pittsburgh is my hands down number one space for him, place for him to go. Patriots would be number two. Go ahead and comment below um, and let me know where you would like to see Jameis go. If you think he deserves a starting job or if he should be a backup, let me know that in the comments or go ahead and go to my IG and DM me or just comment. I'm sure I'll have something up on Jameis this week. Comment on one of my posts, but let me know that. Um, but now let me get to my, <laughs> my unpopular opinion. Uh, I feel like this one's going to really do me in. But so here's the thing. Let me just, let me just throw out some some stats from some statistical information to you. So the United States has almost 560,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and we have 22,000 deaths. All right. That's more than everybody. Well, whoever you're thinking, we've got more. Um, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention on April 3rd recommended that people wear cloth masks if they have nothing else um, while engaging in public. Four days later, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti made that recommendation um, a citywide mandate. So um, not that many people are paying attention here in Hollywood because I did venture out, like I said, and the majority of people, a lot more masks than I've seen in the past, but the majority of people did not have masks, even though people are selling them on the corner for $5. Also, that if you have your mask on and you can blow and, and put out a, a match or a lighter or something of that effect, then your, ma your mask is not effective. Makes perfect sense, right? Because if you can blow out, then that means things can come in. So even if I'm gonna make a suggestion, because I tried this myself and it worked, so if you are making your own bandana at home, your bandana mask, and you're doing the fold thing, so when you fold it, 
put before you fold it, put a sheet or two of your favorite fabric softener in there, fold that into it, and then put it around your face. And when you do that, number one, you know those masks get hot, so at least the air inside will be hot, especially if you, you know, y'all know what I'm trying to say. If your breath is funky, that tie, that uh, snuggle or, or gain fabric softener is going to come in handy. <laughs> um, but when you do that and you put the mask on, then you won't be able to blow through it. Like when you blow, you won't be able to uh, put out that lighter. I did it myself. It works great. So just trying to help y'all out, stay safe out there. Um, but just make sure you're wearing masks and gloves. And like I said, if you can't find gloves, go to your beauty supply store. But as of Saturday night, uh, I'm sorry, as of Sunday night, Los Angeles had about 8,900 confirmed COVID-19 cases. Um, and we had about 7,000 deaths. So that is troubling because the narrative that we have been told is that the majority of people um, will recover from this. But here in LA, we're having about 79% of people who get the virus are dying from the virus. So that is insanely troubling. And what makes those numbers more troubling is Dr. Scott Jensen, a Minnesota family physician who's also a Republican state senator, told the Ingram Angle on Wednesday that the center for disease control and prevention, guidelines for doctors to um, certify whether a patient has died of coronavirus are, quote, ridiculous and could be misleading the public. Um, for example, he says under the CDC guidelines, a patient who died after being hit by a bus, if one step, if that person died because of the impact of the bus, but then once you did the autopsy or whatever and you found that they had the virus, regardless of the damage that the bus did to them, you're supposed to put on the death certificate that they died from COVID-19. That's insane because that person's probably, and that's the other thing, a lot of people are walking around here not knowing that they have the virus. So if I had the virus right now um, and I walked outside and got in a horrible car accident and God forbid something happened to me, that ended up taking my life, they're going to say that I died from COVID-19. That's misleading. So now I ha now you have to wonder, is that 78%? If that, is that number correct? Or are we just being, obviously, I think by now we all understand that there are political benefits to it being dragged out the way that it is here in the United States. You can do your own research on that. Um, I'll probably come back later this week and share some more with that. But it's, it's a lot. Um, P. Diddy did a thing this week on Instagram to try to raise awareness because it is our people that are getting hit the most. Um, I will get into that in a little bit. But here's the thing. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Here's my um, unpopular opinion, okay? I came to this unpopular opinion yesterday when I was out and about. I went to the beauty supply store. I went to Ralph's. And when I went to Ralph's, you have cashiers, you have stalkers, you have baggers. You have security guards that are out there working. I think we need to bring the NBA back right now. Okay, so the NBA um, is looking at a 25-day return to basketball plan once the clearance is given. So um, what they're looking at is a 25-day return to basketball window. Hopefully at some point they can enact it. An 11-day series of individual workouts where there'd be social distancing for a period of time. And then hopefully if the clearance comes, they can play five-on-five -five basketball, a 14-day training camp. Yeah, I here's, here's my plan. That's all well and good, NBA. I appreciate you guys doing that. But here's what I think they should do, right? So technically, the regular season it would have ended. Well, so it's supposed to end on April 15th. If everything had gone as planned, April 15th would have been the end. 
end of the regular season, April 18th would have started the playoffs. So I say let's move games to each team's practice facility. Um, make sh- Although every team has already been tested, let's test them again. Let's test coaches and let's test their families as well so we can know that nobody in their immediate circle has the virus. And then let's resume practice starting April 20th for a week. Then let's play seven games, seven regular season games. If you are more than five games away from a playoff spot, you're not playing. I'm sorry, your season is over, right? So that would mean um, that it would exclude the Golden State Warriors, Phoenix Suns, and the Timberwolves in the West. And then it would exclude the Hawks, Detroit Pistons, Cavs, and Knicks and Hornets in and the Bulls in the East. So everyone has to wear um, protective gear in the facility, excluding the players. So the coaches would have to. And the only reason I'm excluding the players is because if you've walked around in a grocery store with your mask and, and gloves, first of all, you can't grip a basketball properly with gloves on. Secondly, you know how hot it gets under that mask, and, and that's just that's going to be a lot. So no press in the locker room, no fans in the facility, just make sure it's televised. So obviously camera people and anybody on the production team would have to be tested as well. They would have to be a safe distance away from the players and have them lenses where they can zoom in and see what's going on. Um, There'll be a designated area for them to talk to press afterwards, separated by some sort of plexiglass or something like that. Everyone in the press room would have to have on protective gear. So, and I'm saying this because we can't live like this. This is not healthy. We're four weeks into social distancing. I'm seeing more and more people. We had about a week and a half here in Hollywood where I saw people were actually, you know, honoring it. But now the weather is getting nice. Half of the people out here in LA are transplants. They moved out here for the weather anyway. It's, we cannot live like this. And I am telling you from my per, I have been, I am an introvert. I'm a social introvert. Like I do really well with people, but I can live without people as well. But at the same time, like I said, I'm that person that I have my circle of four. <laughs> I have four really good friends that when times get crazy for me or I, cause I'm a, I internalize a lot of stuff. So sometimes my stress levels get too high and I have friends that are a phone call away. Like girl, come get some drinks with me or I call my homeboy, come get some drinks with me. And I know I have that outlet. And now to not have that I'm telling y'all, we can't live like this. Sports is a huge release for a lot of us. It is something for us to watch, to watch our favorite athletes, our favorite King James go out there and do his thing, to root for him or root for him against the haters. It is a psychological release. And if we know that the government is skewing numbers anyway, and if we're okay to put people, the the average Joe who doesn't have the financial means to overcome something should it happen. It doesn't make sense to me to not put these athletes who are in better health, who would probably, we know nobody in the NBA who has had contracted the virus has even had to be hospitalized. So I'm saying let's get back to basketball right now. Well, not right now on the 20th, let's start practice and let's go with it. Because again, we cannot live like this forever. We don't even know if these numbers that the government is releasing are correct. China, which has what 1.4 billion people has less deaths than we do. I know I've been trying to tell you guys to steer clear of conspiracy theories, but sometimes the math just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense for 1.4 billion people to have less deaths from this disease than we do. Doesn't make sense. I'm saying let's get back to basketball. Let's be careful.
But let's get back to basketball right now. Okay. Some of you guys probably listening to this like, oh, she crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm tired of sitting in the house and not having nothing to do but watch these weird-ass shows. I don't care nothing about the Tiger King. I've not watched that show, and I'm not going to watch that show because I have a feeling it's probably racist as hell. So I'm not watching that. I have watched The Banker. I've watched Uncorked. I really highly recommend you watch that. We'll be talking about that on um, The Opposite Reaction. But I am not the sit-around-and-watch-TV person. I literally watch sports and Bob's Burgers. That's like the extent of my viewing experience on TV. I, I can't keep watching reruns of Bob's Burgers, y'all, and The Masked Singer, which will be back on Wednesday, so I guess that's helpful. But you guys understand what I'm saying. We need social releases. This sitting in the house every day, all day, staring at your significant other, or if you're like me and don't have a significant other, and you just sitting in the house creating content. Well, that's not a horrible thing. You guys know what I'm saying, though. We need a social release. I'm saying let's let it be basketball. So I said all that to say that, which brings me to my next topic. Um, So right now, in this country, uh, black people are dying from this disease or this virus more than anybody else, which to me is troubling for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it speaks to, again, to the disproportionate difference in our healthcare. Um, some of it we have to, to take ownership of as well, guys. We have known for years and years and years that diabetes, hypertension, it affects our community at a higher rate and that's due to what we eat. So I'm going to say some harsh, harsh truths, truths right now. I am definitely speaking to black people. If you are not black, this to say for you, um, y'all got to stop eating like we're still in slavery. All that pork and chitlins and all that stuff that we had to eat because they wouldn't give us anything else, we don't have to eat that anymore. I'm not saying be all vegan and go to a plant-based diet. I tried it. It wasn't for me. But I am pretty much vegetarian. I will still eat fish and occasionally chicken, but I've, I've ventured so far away from that now that sometimes I don't even like eating chicken. I'm anemic though, so... I have found that when I go full on vegetarian or I did try vegan, it just does not work for my system. So, um, because I don't like taking the iron supplements and I have to get my iron through food. So there are a lot of like plant-based foods that have iron, but it's just faster and easier if you got a little meat in there. So we just have to start eating better as a community. We have to start taking better care of ourselves as a community because nobody else is going to do it. So P. Diddy did this um, Instagram live thing, or actually it was on YouTube, where he kind of tried to raise awareness about that and how it's hitting us. And he's got, he's raised, when I looked at it um, yesterday, it had already raised like $3 million to donate uh, gear and necessities to our health workers out there. Um, All of that really means nothing if we are not putting ourselves in the best position to make sure that we are safe and to make sure that we could battle this virus if it came. So I'm going to post some links below to some people that I feel like are giving us some really good insider tips. Number one, I know we're supposed to be quarantining, but it is not healthy to not be active. So what I am recommending is everyone put on their mask and their gloves take a walk outside. You'll be surprised how good fresh air is just for your psyche. 
take a walk, walk a mile. Um, if you're not used to exercising for those of you who are exercising, I'm sure you got your own little thing. I'm talking to people like me who we really get most of our exercise because we're, I walk everywhere. So I'll walk to the grocery store or I'll walk down to the pizza place and grab, you know, my little pizza. Y'all already know if you watch the fumble that I like my spinach, mushroom and tomato pizza. Um, so that's how I get a lot of my exercises. Cause I just walk everywhere. I walk so much that sometimes I have to start my car just to make sure the battery isn't dead. So now I have found myself feeling kind of lethargic because I'm not getting that activity. So I'm saying you need to get out, get some exercise. You need to start watching what you eat. And I'm not just, once this COVID-19 passes, I'm not saying go back to your fried chicken. Don't run right up the street to Popeye's first chance you get. You need to basically put out of business the Popeye's in our community, the liquor stores in our community. Now I'm saying that as a person who likes to drink. I only drink socially though. So I'm not telling anybody not to drink, drink, but make sure you do it in moderation. You need to make sure your diet is good. Drink a lot of orange juice. Every morning, have a glass of orange juice. Um, take vitamin C, drink a lot of water. My track coach, Mr. Annalini. Hey, Mr. Annalini, if you still around, happen to be watching this. I used to have the biggest crush on Mr. Annalini. But anyway, so he used to always tell me that when you, you should be drinking so much water that your urine is almost clear. It's never going to be completely clear, but it should be almost clear because your body is mostly water. You need to hydrate. They say one of the things about this virus is if you're not properly, oops, if you're not properly hydrated, then that you'll have a higher chance of getting it. We need to do everything that we can to take care of ourselves and our bodies first, because we know that in this society, in this country, once we go to the doctor it's anybody's guess what kind of treatment we're going to get. And we know this because black women are still dying more than white women when it comes to giving birth in this country. That's crazy to me. Um, we are dying from breast cancer at a higher rate. We're dying from all kinds of cancers at a higher rate. They'll say, if you read up on this, they'll say it's because we don't get treatment. But again, I'm not going to go into all these con conspiracy theories. I'm just saying I know for a fact that the level of care that we get is not the same level of care that our Caucasian counterparts get, even at the same hospital. So we have to take it upon ourselves. We definitely need to advocate and try to get hospitals in our community that are run by people who look like us. I'm going to go take this one step further and say of another unpopular opinion, we don't have true black communities anymore. Um, and I know people are looking at you know, black communities and like, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Us being together so we can share information together and grow together. You're, we're stronger together than we are apart. And I would just throw it out there that instead of, you know, saying, oh, I'm just going to bounce. We need to try to better our communities because that way we can better them together. We can make sure that there's hospitals, police officers in our community who look like us, who are less inclined to shoot us. When I was on Saipan, it was, no, let me, let me be clear. There was definitely police misconduct at times, but you didn't have these whole people beating down uh, somebody unjustly or somebody getting shot who was unarmed. That didn't happen. And it's not going to happen because everybody in that community, there's only 50,000 people on that island. Everybody knows everybody else. You're going to be hard pressed to shoot somebody in the back when you got to go see their mom or their husband or their son in the grocery store or at church on Sunday. We need to have our communities that literally, and when I say 
our communities, I mean from the politician to the police officer to the doctors, we need to figure out a way to build communities that are exclusively for us. And I know people are like, oh, that's racist. It's not. It's called being safe in a society that does not welcome or embrace you. That's what it's called. Listen to these um, these black people who are telling us how to take care of ourselves. I'm going to post a lot of links to people that I think you should listen to in the, in the uh, description box below. So make sure you do that. And let's stay safe. Let's look out for each other. Let's stay safe. Let's figure out ways to interact. I love these online social interactions. I missed one this weekend. But let's just do online Let's share information, especially if you've experienced someone who had it, who you might have lost to this virus. What happened? What was the process? Let's share information with each other so we can be better equipped to handle this so we can flatten the curve. And let's really investigate what's going on with these numbers in our country because it, it just doesn't seem right. But and then let's get back to basketball, please, for my sake. Please and thank you. That's all I got to say about that. But again, make sure you follow me on all things social media at Jray the Fanatic. Follow me on the Fumble every single morning. We go live at 11 a.m. California time, which is what 2 p.m. Eastern, I believe. And then Opposite Reaction comes out every Tuesday at 1 p.m. California time. What was three or four? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> but until next time, guys, I will see you again on Thursday. I'm going to share some more tidbit inf information with you on Thursday. So make sure you come back, check me out, be safe, wear a mask, go to the beauty supply store, get you some gloves, right? Peace, love, and hair grease, y'all. I'll see you next week.